Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bird Game Podcast. Alex Turner here. Don't forget, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. All you got to do is go in the search bar, type in Bird Game. Here we cover everything Eagles, and we truly bleed green. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get on to the episode. Oh, it's the Bird Gang Podcast. Oh, yeah. Gang Podcast of NC with the three biggest Philadelphia Eagle fans known to man. I'm your host, Les Dog, aka Les Jennings. Shout out to Bird Gang. How y'all doing? And I got my two henchmen with me, my two bullies with me. Y'all know who it is. They need no introduction, but I'm gonna do it anyway. We got Alex Turner, aka A Money. How you doing, little bro? Yo, what up, big homie? Hey man, same old stuff, different day. How's everything going? Hey, man, just celebrating my daughter's one-year birthday, you know, and, you know, other than that, enjoyed this bye week a little stress-free Eagles fandom, so I'm ready to roll. Back to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We needed an Eagles break, man. We needed that. You know what I mean? So, hey, y'all know who it is, man. So, y'all know who, when Alex comes through, y'all know who that is, and I got that backyard bully, y'all. Y'all know who it is. SB Steven Boy, what up, big bro? What up? You know the vibes. What's good? What's good with you? The same old stuff, different day, man. Just it's, it's giant week. Ready to get this thing rocking and rolling. Big divisional game. Y'all know how it go. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so once again, when we start off the show, we want to say thank you to all the listeners, um, all the subscribers for tuning in and checking us out. We truly appreciate you guys. We got a pretty good show for you guys today. Um, this is off, the, off of our first bye, bye week in the NFL. So we're going to discuss the around the NFL. We're going to take a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are they overrated? We need to talk about that. Okay. We're also going to take a look at injured players coming back. Man, the football gods might be smiling up on us. Okay. So we got some players coming back. SB and A Money, they're going to let us know who's coming back, and what impact they may have, okay? We're going to jump around and take a look at the second half of the season and what we need to see from Carson Wentz, okay? The last eight games are very, very important, okay? And also on one of those, we're going to throw in the trade deadline, came and went, the Eagles did not make any move. We're going to get Steven and Alex's opinion on what they feel about that, all right? And then the last issue we're going to tackle today is there was an article that came out today that discussed that there was a possibility of reseeding for the playoffs should COVID take another deep turn for playoffs and we have to cut the season short. Um, as it looks right now, the Eagles are the fourth seed. If the new COVID plan takes place, then they will be the eighth seed. There will be eight teams in the playoffs and the Eagles will be the eighth seed. So we're going to talk about that and get everyone's opinion as well. All right, y'all. Y'all ready to rock and roll? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. All right, cool beans, cool beans. All right, so first thing we're going to do, we all saw the beat down last night. The New Orleans Saints annihilated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, score of 38-3. to Man, they got beat down, man. In Tampa. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that. SB, what's your opinion, man? All right, so we... We look at the singular question: Are the Bucks overrated? I would say yes, the Bucks are overrated. But I look at it like this: All of the contenders in the NFC are overrated. 
So if you look at the grand scheme of things, that's still pretty much right where you would you would have put them anyway. Because yeah, Seattle's defense let them down again, and they took an L yesterday. We know Green Bay; they're good until you really hit them in the mouth. And if you got anybody that can. Pretty much like Tampa as well, but if you can put some pressure on the quarterback, can disrupt their offense, they can easily be beat as well. So, and then whoever else you would look at as a contender, maybe Arizona, the Rams, or anybody else, they're not on that level as a Super Bowl contender. So I'd say everybody in the NFC is overrated, and it's starting to look like whoever wins the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. So – so, yes, is Tampa Bay overrated? Yeah, they are because Brady's old and their offense still looks like they have inconsistent moments. So any given Sunday or Monday night, they can be beat. But it's the same thing with all the rest of the top teams in the NFC. So, yeah, they're overrated, but the rest of the conference is too. So it kind of doesn't – it hurt them in the sense that of division – because now the Saints have their upper hand on them, and that might help them with hurt them with seeding. But as far as overall, I don't view them too much less than I would have before because I, I look at last night as an aberration. I got you. I got you. All right. Uh, great points made, man. Alex, jump in yeah, I gotta agree with SB, man. I look at it like um, I look at it like we kind of got a glimpse, especially this whole bye week. We got a glimpse of what the NFL is, especially the NFC the, um, in general as a conference. There, there isn't really a team that's just blowing anybody away. Okay, it's a lot of teams that are all competitive. They all have a shot, you know, and it makes it really makes for honestly a really good playoff picture. If you ask me, it looks like it's up for anybody to grab. You know, now as far as the Bucks go, you gotta you gotta understand that Tom Brady's coming into a team that's got weapons already. They've 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 got weapons, they've got somewhat good coaching, you know what I mean? But you know, he's not in the AFC West anymore. Okay, so I I don't think they're overrated. I just think they're what everybody expected them to be a, a pretty good team, you know, that has just like the just like SV said with the Seahawks, they have a cap, you know, and it's all about exploiting their weakness. The Seahawks' weakness is their defense. The uh, Bucks' weakness is obviously you just keep Tom Brady off the field. Kind of, kind of a lot like how uh, Green Bay is. You want to beat Aaron Rodgers, you keep him off the field. You run the ball, you keep him off the field. Kind of like what Dalvin Cook did this past weekend. So there's there's holes in all these teams, and it's easy to stop them. It's figuring out having the good, good enough coaching to figure out what that weakness is. So the Bucks, I don't think, are necessarily overrated. I just think they're the NFL average. And we're starting to realize what that NFL average is. And, of course, the birds are under that NFL average. But, you know, it's, it's all about figuring out how to get to that NFL average. Gotcha, gotcha. Great point, man. Um, I'm not going to say that they're overrated. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that I'm going to table this discussion until further review. Maybe the Saints just have their number. Mm-hmm. Um what I will say is this, though. Um, I no longer fear them. As it stands right now, if the NFL stops today, the Eagles will host the Buccaneers, um, the four and the five seed. The Eagles have a chance in that game. And the reason why I say that is because they, their defense, man, their cornerbacks can be had. Okay, their cornerbacks can't cover anybody unless their D-line is cooking. So I think with Jason Peters, Kelsey, Lane Johnson, and hopefully a prayer to the man above, we get to that point. We got Brandon Books back at right guard. I don't really fear them. They're not who I thought they were. Um, and they struggled with the Giants just the week before that. So um, – I, I'm not impressed. I, I'll say that. So we'll see how that goes, man. And I, we got a chance to watch the NFC this, this weekend. And I just I, – overall, I just was not really impressed. All right? But, hey, that's neither here. We're going we're gonna to talk about it. Now, what 
One of the things that Alex talked about was possibly the Eagles being below average. Okay. And as you guys heard Alex talk about the Philadelphia Eagles being below the average line, I agree with him to a certain extent, but we also are getting reinforcements back this week. Okay. We're going to talk about the injured players that may or may not be coming back. Okay. And we're going to touch a little bit on the trade deadline came and went. We didn't get it. So check it out. Alex, talk about it. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I can't say I'm surprised because or not surprised or surprised because I kind of saw the writing on the wall. Let's be honest. If you're, if you're Howie Roseman, you're the head office. The two guys you want to trade are possibly Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey. And realistically, they're both injured. So, you know, we, no one's going to trade for an injured player. I mean, that's just – it doesn't happen very often unless he's Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. Then, yeah, if he's got a little injury and you're, you for some reason want to trade him, yeah, you're going to pull the trigger because when he comes back, he's going to be firing all cylinders. But we're talking about an uh, age veteran on both ends. So we didn't really have assets to trade. Okay, and we're not really buyers because we're although we're in the race to win the division, we're not like a Super Bowl contending team right now. We're just not playing like one. So if you're Howie Roseman to put you in a really strange position of do I pull the trigger on somebody that I possibly might just rent for a couple couple more weeks or am I going to wager our future picks that I could get? It looks like somebody told Howie to stay put and. You know, I look at it like that's a good thing because I think the main the main theme of this offseason upcoming is going to be focus on the coaching staff, <coughs> retool what we already have, and focus on the draft. We, we really don't need the trades. So I would have liked to see them acquire some more picks, but we didn't lose any. So you can't, as an Eagles fan and as somebody that watches them closely, he can't be but so mad because he didn't do anything. He didn't get a Golden Tate rental, you know, and at the same time, he didn't mortgage off our future in any degree. So you kind of have to just look at it like we'll wait for those trades in the offseason because we know Alshon's going to move. Ertz, I'm like 75% sure he's going to move. We'll just wait to the offseason. Essentially, that's all how we said was we'll wait to the offseason, and that's okay with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um what do you think about certain players coming back? We know Alshon's going to be back possibly this weekend. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I like it. You know, you kind of sold me on it, Les. I, I, I'm a big fan of the of the young core we have now. Mm-hmm. You got Travis Fogum, a.k.a. The Monster, a.k.a. Big Ham. Like, he's him and the speed of Jalen Rager – I think the key with Jalen Rager is just using him and, and figuring out how to implement him more in the offense. But you have some good – and then Greg Ward is – you could maybe upgrade Greg Ward, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you find somebody cheap. You know, you could always upgrade that. Slots are easy to find in the NFL. So you can upgrade that position. But we have a really good core, man. Um, so as far as getting healthy, like Alshon, it's not needed. He's a little too late. You, you know that saying um, – you know, you're just a little too late, you know, or, or, you know, you know, the early bird gets the worm. Like it, it's the same sense that he's, he's too late now. He's, he, the boat sailed, you know, people say that, that saying the boat has sailed. If you would have played, you know, in October or begin end of September, then yeah, that's one thing. But at this point we're good there, you know, but I agree with you as far as the O-line, let this O-line get healthy. To me, the only person that benefits from that, well, first of all, the Eagles in whole, it's Carson Wentz, man. We talk about all the, the issues with Carson. Let this O-line get healthy. Like you said, Les, that's big for these last eight games of the season. If we can get this O-line healthy and get it stable, that's the other thing. Y- y'all fans out here don't realize we've had, what, how many different combinations of starting line? Every we, single we game. Almost every, every game. game. Exactly. So we st- we get that a little more stable, man. You know, then then I could see us making someone of a run in the playoff. That's just how important the O line is. So I I, I was good to see these guys get healthy. Absolutely. Timing is good. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I echo those same sentiments. Uh, SB, jump in there, buddy. Man, the way I'm looking at it is like this. Um, as far as tr- trade deadline, our trade acquisitions are going to be the players that we are getting back from injury because most of them have missed pretty much all of the first half of the season. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that, but I saw earlier today there's a um, – we have um, a twenty. The twenty-one day window just got opened up for Isaac Sayamolu, and we can definitely use him back. That's big. We can definitely mm-hmm. use him back. So, so if he comes back for the Giants game, great. But even if he comes back for the Cleveland game, that's that's a, a it's addition. It's an addition that we can definitely use, and we didn't have to give up anything for it. Same thing with Jalen Rieger and Dallas Goddard. We got him back for the Dallas game, but. That was just the first game they were back. They pretty much missed the whole mm-hmm. first half, and so they should be good to go for the second half. So that's the way I'm looking at, at that. Is um, we didn't we didn't make any unnecessary moves just for the sake of making a move, and I think that's a good thing. We unfortunately we didn't unload. Um, like I said, we didn't unload Alshon or Zach Ertz, but that, that's okay. Um, Zach, we could actually use Zach Ertz when he when when he does return from injury. So, whenever that is, so we'll just hold on to him for at least the rest of this year. Alshon, if he doesn't see the field, that's I, I'm not hurt. If he does come out, that's fine as long as he actually plays. I just don't want him necessarily taken away from the development of the young receiver core. There we go. Absolutely. Yeah, but um, as far as um injured players coming back, like um. The biggest one is, um, I think, is um, getting Miles Sanders back because we definitely mm-hmm. need these, especially if the offensive line starts to round into shape, we could definitely use it. And that would take some pressure off of Carson, which kind of bleeds into the third topic. So we, I ain't going to get too much into that. But we definitely need Miles Sanders back because he was playing well this year. He was um, Before he got injured at one point, I think he was like fifth or sixth in the league in rushing. And, but his, he didn't have a lot third. of Mm-hmm. Oh, even higher, yeah. But he didn't he even was, have yeah, he was third, yep. his carries. He didn't even have a lot of carries, so he was averaging a good number with yards per carry. So that's why I was always like, run the ball, let's run the ball more. That's why. But so um, hopefully, when he comes back, we can have better balance and everything work out well. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see that. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm with both of you guys, man. Um, I'm going to be honest. I, I used to be a, a huge Alshon Jeffrey fan. I still like him. Um, I remember his days in South Carolina and when he was drafted by Chicago, um, one of my best friends, he was at the house. Who's a diehard Chicago bear fan. And I said, Hey, y'all got one in the second round, 2012. I'll never forget, man. And um, when he signed with us in 2017, I was so ecstatic, man. So ecstatic. But He's, it just seems to me that he's called. I mean, he was key. He was key to us winning oh, that yeah. championship. I mean, he too. definitely, yeah. he, he he definitely was. He definitely he played was. Hurt. I don't, he I don't, played hurt too. That's what really won the hearts of a lot of our, yeah. a lot of the fans. He played hurt. Yeah, and that that's why all those remarks he did. It's it's as a fan, you're kind of you're kind of yeah, taken exactly. back a little bit. You're like, not exactly. Alshon. You know what I mean? Because you're like, this is the man that literally said in an interview, "Yo, bro, don't ask me no more questions." We're winning this Super Bowl. I, I don't care about all this press. We leaving with that championship. And as a Philly fan, you're like, like, yo, I'll sign up late, man. And then you then you know he balls and you find out he had a torn uh ligament in his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and then you turn around and f- figured he's talking, you know, shit about Carson or whatever he was saying. It doesn't matter how he said it or what he said, he still said it. So that that to me is what I think. Just like what Les said, not to cut you off, no, you're good. but I agree. I love him as a pl- I still love him as a player because you remember all those good times. Then you're like, dog, you gonna go out like this? You gonna go out talking shit and then being hurt for almost almost two se- a season and a half? I mean, you know. So it's just it's tough, man. It's a tough situation. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's just where I'm at with it, man. Um, you guys touched up Alex specifically. You touched up on one where I'm at with it. Um. To me, the wide receiver core of the future, I think, is set. I think it's set right now. I think you have Travis Fogum, Jalen Rager, Hightower, Greg Ward, if you want to keep him around as, you know, as depth. Um, 
Quez Watkins, and I believe as a as a veteran, I believe they're going to bring Marquise Goodwin back next season. Um, y'all notice I didn't mention JJ Arcega Whiteside. I'm not sure what's going to happen there, but I say all that to say, or them mm-hmm. also is a free agent after this year. I don't know if it's a unrestricted or what or what it is, but I know he's a free agent in some shape or form after this season. Okay. So that may play. He a might be gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he may go look for more money and more opportunities somewhere else. So that's fine. Um, SB nailed it though, man. I definitely love Miles Sanders being back. He is a game changer. Okay, and now think about this, y'all. You have Travis Fogum, Jalen Rager that can make plays. Um, word is through Adam Kaplan via Inside the Birds that Dallas Goddard is going to be more of a offensive threat this weekend. So you have that. You bring in Miles Sanders. That's some offense for you right there. Okay. So I'm excited about that. Lane Johnson is back. Driscoll is back. So, I mean, I, I, I'm just – I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what goes on this weekend. Um, but, hey, we got to talk about the elephant in the room, and Alex touched on it. We got to talk – no, actually, I'm sorry. SP just talked on it. We got to talk about Carson Wentz with all this stuff going back, okay? We all know he didn't play his best ball um, in the beginning of the season or the first eight games. He was – I mean – just bad, you know what I mean? Some good, some bad, but it just was overall for our expectations of him, it was bad, okay? But that's okay. First half of the season is over. We're still in first place. So let's talk about our expectations for Carson going forward, okay? We got eight games remaining. We got some players getting back healthy now, so we can't use that excuse anymore for Carson. Let's talk about what this may mean about Car- for Carson. SB started off. It's no secret that Carson has to play better. The, his his play has been a very polarizing topic across the NFL for the first half of the season, and nobody in their right mind is going to go ahead and act like he's been playing great. Well, when when we're defending him, as I say we, as it's people who actually see the big picture, not necessarily people who's just going to just cape up for him for anything. But we see the reasons. We see the reasons why things may be going well. When, when the players aren't playing well, a lot of times it's because of reasons around them and everything on the football field. It's not necessarily just he sucks or he's sucking right now. Case in point, Russell Wilson yesterday. He had a bad game. His defense let him down, and he had to try to come back from big deficits, and that caused him to just try to do things that he probably shouldn't have been able to do, trying to do. And he had four turnovers yesterday. But nobody gave him grief about it because he's been playing well this year, and also too, just because they they were able to see what, what the what the deal was. So it was like, okay, yeah, X, because of X Y Z, yeah, you had a bad game, but we understand. What Carson has to do in his second half is just not try to put everything on his back and try to do it all. Um, I, I'm sure you guys probably saw it, but um, last week Donovan McNabb made some, made some comments about um, Carson's play. And usually when it comes to McNabb talking about Carson, I kind of roll my eyes a little bit because sometimes it seems to come from a, hater, a hater's perspective. But this time I felt like he was spot on. And I'm he had a lot to say, so I'm really not going to – into all of it, but in the basically, he was just saying that he has to just calm down and not try to do it all himself. And yeah, everything is not his fault because the defense is letting him down and X Y Z. He doesn't have weapons around him, but don't try to force things into situations. If you see your lane to try to run, go ahead and run. Don't just necessarily try to hold on to the ball and end up getting hit and fumbling and things like that. Just. That's basically what the gist of he was saying. And I thought Donovan was was right, was spot on on that. And they asked him about benching because, as you've heard, people were like, do we need to bench Carson Wentz? And it's the same thing that Donovan went through in 2003. He had a bad start to that season. But he turned, he turned it around at about the midway point, right by where we are at now. So it was kind of some parallels that we could draw to it and hope 
that that history repeats itself because we ended up going to the NFC title game that year. Should have won, but I'm not going to get into that because we know what, what Carolina did, what the Carolina Panthers did. But I think if Carson picks it up, not, lets the team get healthy around him, don't try to do too – I'm not going to say hero ball because it's not hero ball. It's, it's basically doing whatever it takes to win. But just let the game come to him. If he does that, he'll be fine. The team will be better. We'll we will play a lot better, even though our schedule gets tough, and we we should be okay for this season. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and and I'm glad you brought that whole Donovan McNabb thing. Um, I have mixed feelings about that, but I'll wait until it's my turn. Uh, Alex, go ahead and jump in there for me. Yeah, brother. I mean, that's B, man. You you know your stuff, man. I got to say that. You know your stuff. Look, I, I've I've had my ups and downs about Carson. There's no there's no hiding that. There's no there's no I, you know, I'm going to be transparent with it. Y'all know that. I know that. I, I I feel the way I feel about him. Do I still think he's the guy? Yeah. Um now, you the question is, what do I want to see hit from him in the second half? To me, the question should be more, what do I want to see from him with help of the coaching staff? Or what does the coaching like staff want to see from him in the second half? Because realistically, if you want to see more from Carson, you got to make sure these plays that are being called are going to benefit Carson. Okay, that's that's the key thing here. We all know the coaching has been a big if a big question mark. So what I like to see is put Carson in a better position. Okay. Put him in a position to succeed, reduce the hero ball. Les doesn't like calling it that, you know, that's just what I call it, but reduce the plays where he has to, he's got to make that final. He's got to run out the pocket. He's got to, you know, get, you know, dodge, just walk that block. Throw up almost like a Hail Mary type pass, hoping that a player's open downfield. I mean, he might see them open. I, I don't know. But we got to reduce that. You know what I'm saying? We got to reduce that because Carson can't keep doing that at this rate. Because, you know, a key thing everybody wants to, needs to understand is that, you know, when you look at Carson, is he has just as many. T- uh, um, you look at his TD, uh, his ratio of TDs to interception, right? So if you if you look at his numbers this year, you're looking at okay he's so far this season he's at let me pull that up here he's at 12 TDs and 12 interceptions okay so he's he's right at 500 he's he's breaking even you might say all right he's throwing he threw 12 TDs and 12 no that what that what that speaks to me is not that he's turning the ball over is that Carson Wentz is forcing the ball down the field. That's what I, I look at, right? I'd rather see less touchdowns and less interceptions. I, I'm okay with that. Keep his yards where they're at, you know? So there's there's something you have to look at it in that standpoint. What I want from Carson is him to be put in a better position. I want to see him – I want to see the pocket roll out. You know, I want to see that collapse over. I want to see more screens. I want to see some more play action, you know. I want to see him, you know, hand the ball off to to Miles Sanders. Stop making him throw so much. Like, make it easier on Carson, okay? All the coaching staff has to do is simplify it for him. You can say, oh, well, we have this complicated play we want to do and this and that, and we want to get Jalen Hurts in. We want to do the stupid little gadget plays. Stop. Stop. Make it easy on Carson, okay? He needs to throw the ball 30 to 40% less than what he's throwing it right now. Unless he has to, unless the game is on the line, unless we got to get the ball down the field to kick a field goal, then yeah, okay. But if Carson is getting out there and A, no one's open downfield, or B, our receivers aren't getting separation, as the coaching staff, create that separation for Carson. Okay? Win with matchups. Give Carson the gameplay that he thrived in, okay? It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be the exact same thing. But come on, Doug. 
Okay, come on. There, there is some, there's some things you're missing. And I hope this bye week we see that when y'all come out. But I don't want to see that second half of the season, the Giants game, you come out and it's the same old bull, you know, set Carson up to succeed. That's what I want in the second half. Set my man up to succeed. I, I absolutely love your take, man. Um, SB, you did a great job as well, um, as usual, both of you guys. Um, I, I'm just going to keep it funky, man. Um I went back and over the weekend, I took a look at just the past eight games and certain things. Uh, I'm going to say this. Coaching definitely has to be better. Okay. Period. All right. Um, Doug, you have, I mean, and I've said it every episode. I know for a fact I said it last episode, but you have been exposed. You you have been. So we we're not even gonna we're gonna try to lower the bar of expectations for you as a play caller. And what I'm realizing is that we're gonna have to the Eagles as a team are gonna have to do it. I'm not ready to say in spite of you, but I'm I'm borderline teetering on that. Okay, I'm going to address Carson Wentz. Carson, I'm not upset that he is. Okay, so, for example, if you guys remember back in the Cincinnati game, he had an out route, not an out route. He had a uh, wheel route to Miles Sanders that he overthrew. That was an obvious touchdown. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everyone was mad at the throw. I was upset at the throw. Of course, it needed to be better. But it was the right read and right decision. The read on that play was supposed to be for Miles Sanders. He just didn't give an accurate ball. I can live with that. I'm not happy about it, but I can live with that. Okay? What I can't live with is the fact when he compounds the mistakes with stupidity, okay? The first fumble against the Dallas Cowboys, I have no idea what you were thinking, man. I have no idea. You stood there. You tried to make a play out of nothing. There was nobody there, and you stood there as two Dallas Cowboys were coming to take your head off. You stood there. You didn't even brace yourself with a contact. Like, at least everyone else braces their self for the contact. At least do that. You didn't even do that. You just like a, like a big goof. So, let me, bro, it was crazy. Like a deer in headlights. But what I will say is this. Carson, what I'm expecting from you these last eight games, and yes, I said it, these last eight games, I'm looking for you to make better decisions. If you do the correct play is the correct read, and you overthrow it and it's picked off, or you underthrow it and it's picked off. I don't like it, but I can live with that. I can't live with the stupid mistakes, man, and bad decisions. You got eight games, man. You got eight games to get it right. I'm expecting an MVP eight-game season from you on this run. There's no more excuses. We got players coming back. You got Alshon back. You got Miles back. You got Fogum over there. You got Rager back. Okay? There's no excuses, man. Get the job done. Or I'm done with you. It's just that simple, man. I'm not I'm I'm taking a ball out of Doug's hands. I ain't talking about him. It's you. I'm talking to you. Okay? So that's that. All right. Everybody take a quick break, man. Get something to drink. Do a little stretch. Uh we're gonna pay some bills. Um, so check out some of our sponsorship. All right, all right. What's up now? We back in business. Bird Gang Podcast event C. We kicking it. Coming off that bye week. First place in NFC East, although a 3-4-1 record. Not exactly great. Not terrible, but we need to be better. All right. Um, 
What we're going to talk about here is something that rubbed me the wrong way, man. It was an article that just came out. Philadelphia Sports published it. Um, and I got it so late, I meant to send it over to SB and Alex so they can um, do their research on it as well. So I apologize for that, fellas. Um, but what they talked about was they have a, con- a contingency plan, okay? If not all the games are able to be played for the remainder of the season, um, that they would, when they resume the remainder of the season, okay, they're going to reformat the NFL playoffs for this season, and they would add an additional team, okay? So it'll be eight teams from each conference. There will be no first-round buys. One seed will play the eight seed, two, seven, okay, three, six, four, five, all right? But what they have taken away is it'll be you'll be seeded based on your regular season record. So as it stands now, the season ended today. The Eagles will be the fourth seed, okay? And they will, get, they will host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Under the new format, the Philadelphia Eagles, because we have the worst conference of all the division leaders currently, we would be the eighth seed and have to travel to New Orleans Saints. I hate it, man. The NFL is all. So the division, the division win doesn't matter. Like, it, it no longer is a matter of – because, you know, the division team – Game. They essentially so take they that take out, that and out. it's so bad because I'm like, why change it? Don't do that. You guys didn't do that when Seattle won a division at seven and nine. You didn't do that when Carolina won a division at seven, eight, and one. You didn't do that. They both hosted playoff games, and they both won their playoff games. So I mean, this is this has got to stop, man. I mean, this ah, uh, it's all good, man. Alex, tell me your thoughts on that, man. Well, based off of what you're describing, that goes from that goes from being a best case scenario to yeah, the really absolute does. worst case scenario for the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go from having a favorable matchup at home, you know, which we're allowed to have some fans at home, you know, against uh, Tampa Bay, the Chicago Bears, a team around that caliber. Okay. You go from that to playing one of the most dangerous offensive teams in the NFC. That'll probably expose Darius Slay isn't enough to fi- fix the issue. Our lack of linebackers will get exposed. You know all these bad things. You know so it sucks because I told you I, I, my sentiment to this whole season was before I even knew that we we're going to be playing as bad as we are, and the, and then I, before I knew the division was going to be as bad as it was, I thought Carson had enough in him. His team had enough in him to get, get into the playoffs and give Carson his first playoff win. That's all I wanted. I'm, I'm simple, man. I don't want too many things. I want to see my Eagles go to the playoffs. I want to see Carson get his first playoff victory. We can lose the second game. I don't want to, but we can lose the second game. And based off of what I've seen so far, I'd be like, okay, let's, let's retool for next season. You know, this was a crazy season anyways. I, I look at it. It's what they call those moral victories. That's the one time I would say, okay, that's a moral victory for the Eagles. That's a moral victory for Carson Wentz. He's building his resume. Okay. But now you're looking at it. It's going to be another year of under this contingency plan. You know, stranger things have happened. I'm not saying we, we can't win. But let's be real. We'd probably lose against the number one seed. It doesn't happen. The the uh, You can Google how many times the one seed took down an eight seed or whatever in any playoff scenario. It doesn't happen usually. And then we're back to we're basically back to the drawing board of the season before it started. So I'm not a fan of this NFL. If you're listening, if you can hear me, y'all need to calm down, okay? Because that's crazy, man. That can't happen, man. I I mean, granted, if it's COVID and it has to happen, it has to happen. But let's be real. I don't want to see this happen. I'm pretty sure all of Philadelphia doesn't want to see this happen. I'm with it, man. SB, jump in there. Yeah, it's not. Fair at all. Just like you said, it's not fair at all. It ha- they didn't do this for Carolina and for Seattle. But sometimes life isn't fair. And they have been – they ever since those two teams actually got to host playoff games, there have been talks about, okay, we got to go here. If this situation comes about, we got to find a way to not let it happen. And they so they have been talking about it for a while. Unfortunately, it looks like this might be the year that 
we would actually get the benefit from it. And now this would just the way things go for us, this would be the year that they take it away from us. Now, but if we are able to, if they vote against that, which I'm kind of hoping they are, because I've seen some people, some people saying, yeah, making changes are, are, is okay, but don't make it mid season. At least you do that in the um, off season. So hopefully that sentiment will pass through and they won't um, vote it in into play. But um, I was able to look up an art, article about it um, when you talked about it. It's not the updated article that you have, because what I'm looking at here is um, it's, it's the records prior to Sunday. So it still has Seattle as the number one team, has the Saints at four with the, in the new picture, and still has Tampa at two. So, yeah, like I said, I need to see um, that new one, that new um, picture, see how um, this week's action action would have affected it. But either way, like you said, we were, we're going to be eight and we'll be traveling to whoever is the number one. And that's not good for us. But if we are the four seed and hosting, which would be the, the best wild card team at five, I think we actually would have a shot, especially if it's a team like Chicago, which I don't think Chicago's playing well enough to get into that position anyway, but Say it's the Saints, or say it's Tampa, or say it ends up being one of the teams out west, the Card, not Seattle, but say it's the Cardinals or something like that. I think we'll be would be a lot better in a lot better shape that way. So I'm hoping that they don't vote it into into action. I think taking away the home field, even if it was a number one or a higher seed, like a top three to four seed. It's Even a big advantage, play especially home, playing playing somebody like advantage. Arizona. In, you, know, you know, in January, yeah. it's cold. It's going to be like 20-some, yeah. 30-some degrees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you take that away, it almost doesn't matter who the opponent is at that point. I mean, it does. But at the same time, we're essentially demoted to an eighth seed. That alone, too, is like, damn, we, we ain't – no one's even going to take us serious, you know? I mean, yeah, we the division's crappy, but yeah, it kind of puts us division. You're taking and away make a basketball comparison. It's almost like when the eight point, seed yeah. is like thirty-eight and forty-four, you know that you're going to get swept. That's that's where you you put us at. Exit that. That's my sentiment. I was trying to say is be you're almost putting it into every Eagles player. We're going to lose this mm-hmm. game no matter what's the point of playing it. Almost, and I don't want that. I I like going in as a division leader, hosting a game. You get confidence. You get a little swag. You get that, especially for Carson. He should go in there like, yo, I got knocked out last year by a cheap shot. I'm going to come in here and I'm going to ball lights out. But you look at it like um, an eight, we're an eight seed. We're traveling. Everybody's counting on us to lose. It's not even a – you know, like you said, it, it's that m- mentality. You're almost – you almost set the team up to fail. Like they're already. But right now is a moot point. Even. Right now is a moot point. First we still got eight games play. to play. And we were so talking about getting healthy and getting back into a who it's like you where people are talking like we're gonna guarantee to finish five, ten and one or something like that. We don't know that yet. No. Nope. Yeah, we're not. We're we're gonna be better than that. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. No, you're right. You're right. I still think we win the if you look at the four teams in the division. And I'm not saying this just because I'm an Eagles fan. If if I wasn't an Eagles fan, I was still on the outside looking in. I would still put my money on the Eagles just because of the QB play, which Carson hasn't been playing particularly the best. But we still are the best at that position. We're the best at running oh, back. I think Miles Sanders is. is playing better than Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. And, and yeah, exactly. So we're, we're, you know, receiver, there's Terry McLaurin's pretty good. And the Giants have a few. Golden Tate's serviceable, you know. Dallas, Dallas's receivers pretty, are, are, are top decent. I still think we were – Yeah. Right, Dallas has the best, but they don't have a quarterback to get them that, but to get them the ball. So it's like yeah. we're the most complete team, even with all our injuries, you know. So that's why I'm like on the outside looking in, we're probably a shoe in the win. We really would have to suck way worse than we're playing right now to actually lose the, the uh, division. So that when you think of it like that, as a fan, you're like, now you're telling me after what we just had to endure and watch through, and the fact that we actually won uh, d- two divisional games, okay? Then I say, if we can go through two and up by the bye week, we'll be in good shape. We did that. Whether you don't like the way we won the game or not, it was some of it was sloppy, but we, we took care of business, right? 
Now you're telling us we by doing that by winning these all important division yeah, games, yeah. it's almost not gonna matter. Yeah, I just but I like I say I look I try to look at yeah, it as so. not necessarily a slight on us, but just a slight on all playoff teams that having to finish under five hundred. It just happens to be us this time. That's the way I'm looking at it. I'm not taking on that 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 complex that that complex that a lot of Philly fans take on. Like the world is against us. Yeah, I'm with you guys, man. I just, I, I just don't think it even needs to be voted on, man. Just leave well enough alone. Stop yeah. trying to change everything. It doesn't make sense. We've had this format since. I mean, oh my goodness, this actual format uh, with the four teams in the divisions, I think, was until I think began in 2002. Yeah, 2002. Um, yeah. Yep, the 2002, 12th. and before that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, SB. Oh yeah, I think we're looking at the same article. I was just going to say, and that that twelve team format took place in nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just leave it alone, man. Leave it alone. That's my thoughts on it, man. Go birds. You know how we do, man. Um, jumping off that, I just want to say thank you again to all the listeners. Um, we appreciate you guys, man. We really do. Without you guys, we wouldn't be here. Um, but we all bleed green, man. And we're just glad that we're able to bring you guys the most authentic news of anything that comes um, across well, from the Philadelphia Eagles standpoint. We're going to have Alex go ahead and let you guys know where you can find us on all media platforms. That's right, Les. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And if you're a big, you're a big listener to radio, um, and you like to stream your radio, you can find us on iHeartRadio. Okay, um, they've got podcasts too. So you could on any of them type in Bird Gang Podcast, hit the subscribe, hit that like, give us a listen, give us some feedback. We would love to hear what you think. Um, and uh, we're looking we're looking forward to uh, Giants week. You know, go ahead and get this broom out because we're ready for absolutely. Uh, SB, anything you want to say before we jump off? Not much. Just go birds. We're gonna beat the Giants this weekend. Keep keep the ball rolling, and we're getting players back, getting healthy. Hopefully, that can get us in some momentum going into these tougher games. Which we actually, with a healthy healthy team. Playing well, we actually have a very good shot to win some of these games, even though they're against tougher opponents. Yeah, absolutely. I want hundred. Mm-hmm. That's right. Let me let me ask let me ask both of you guys. What what do you think out of the remaining games, which there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, including Sunday, eight games. How, what do you guys, if you could just throw out a number, what do you think? Hmm. The, what do you predict the last um, record wise? I say we definitely win the three division games. So that's three wins right there. I think we can pick up at least two more with Cleveland being one and maybe Arizona or maybe the Saints, depending on um, how things shake out. I don't see us being Seattle. Three, maybe five and three. So you think That'll put us at eight, seven, and one. And we will not have a losing record three? in that, in that scenario. Okay. Okay, okay, I like um, that. I like that. What about you? Uh, with me, I'm I'm going to say for the last eight games, I'm looking at four and four at a minimum, five and three at a maximum. Um, my wins, I, I believe we beat the Giants. I believe we also beat Cleveland. I believe we go into Green Bay again and beat them. We will beat the Cowboys, and we will beat the Redskins. And, yes, I said Redskins. <laughs> I agree. I, I I agree. Yeah, man. I I'm 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 right there with both of you guys. I, I think our win. I don't think we beat the Cardinals just because Kyler Murray, his style of play is very counterproductive to the Eagles. I think we struggle with those type of QBs. Um, but what I will say is, I think we win the division games. I think we beat the Browns, and then I think we pull off a win against. Mm. Hear me out on this. I think you pull out a win finally against the Seahawks. Okay. I think the Packers beat us just because, you know, it might be a, a, a duel. You know, I think Rodgers gets there. I think he still remembers last year's. So I think he gets us 
But I think the Seahawks, we get over that hump. I think we just finally beat them. And I think for the Eagles, that's when it clicks a little bit. I think we Giants win, Browns win, Seahawks win, and we're starting to get some momentum. Packers knock us down a little bit, so do the Saints. But then we finish off the season strong after that. But I think the Seahawks is where we get our extra win just because it's time, man. And their defense doesn't look very good. Let's be honest. Their defense, they have no running backs right now. This is this is the time. This is the time to strike against them. Like if you want to beat the Seahawks, you're forcing Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell, I was almost say was uh, Westbrook. Russell Wilson to do everything. You're forcing him to do everything. He's got to be. And then you just put what's name on uh. You put I like that. On that I, I like the um Green Bay scenario. I can I can see that happening. Even though we're going up there, I didn't necessarily count it as a win. But like that's one of those games that could have went either way for me because. You, we know Green Bay cannot – they can't protect Aaron Rodgers that well. Yeah. And when when anybody was – and that's one of our specialties is getting to the pass. They can, and yeah. Whenever you put pressure on Green Bay, you see what happens to them. They fold. Yeah. Those those two games are similar, the, the Seattle game and the uh, Green Bay. Yeah, you put, you put you Slayton and Devontae and just you give yourself a and, significant and let the other guys cover the other receivers. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But the biggest the – big, Exactly. So yeah, we'll, the, the, we'll really see, quickly. But, but I like, thing, I like, though, the especially with man. Green Bay and why I picked them, is because they cannot stop the run. We went up there last year and bludgeoned them with the run. Then I don't know if you guys saw it. Minnesota just went up there and beat them two oh, weeks yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins threw fourteen passes. And they beat them. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like somebody was playing. <laughs> it looked like somebody yeah, was playing they, man, they, and they didn't realize they couldn't stop him from running. So that's all they did, bro. Think, yeah, Dal- Dalvin Cook bro, had the listen to think about stats that. on Cousins only threw fourteen total passes <laughs> in a sixty-minute game, and they lost. You know what I mean? So, listen, that, I, I know, think that's where we get it. But hey. That's why they play the games. I'm excited for the second second half of the season. Like I said, we got some players back. Okay. It's time, bro. It's time. Carson Wentz, I'm looking at you. It's time, bro. Okay. I've taken Doug off a hook because he he, he he's he's not it. Okay, as a play call. He's not it. We've already established that. So he's he's done. Now I'm looking at you. Stop making the dumb mistakes, man. Okay. Don't play hero ball, as Alex says. You know what I'm saying? We disagree on how that is a little bit. I see it more as him trying to make a play, trying to make up for who he doesn't have. Okay? But, hey, tomato, tomato, tomato is all the same. Okay? So, that's where it is, man. But you know what? That's Until right. then, Hurricane, right. gang, we out. Peace. Go birds.